when you started, I thought you had a way cooler intro. I don't. <clears throat> That's all right. Hey, Lucy. <laughs> yep. Ricky Ricardo. <laughs> hey, Lucy. Whatever. We're back. Was that like a Cuban? I think so. Thing? Well, I know it was, but like in that time frame, was there like a big Cuban like movement going on? Because it seems like that age wasn't really like open to a lot of different like racial transitions or transitions i don't know what that means but yeah um you know like the anything that was other than white american conservative right was not okay on tv right unless it was some like derogatory depiction (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh yeah i don't know but i mean yeah he was represented well Yes, and he was he was a good guy that I remember. I never watched sure. Lucy. Yeah, yeah. I yeah me either. I That's mean, maybe saw parts of episodes in syndication, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Anyway, Lucy why are we talking about? <laughs> I love Lucy. I don't know. <laughs> We've fuck? already pissed some people off in the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah, and goodbye. Yep. See ya. Um, so it's been a while, <clears throat> and I thought that the. I thought that we would kind of keep things going better while I was gone, but yeah, definitely way too busy. Just busy, and it's it's hard to do virtual calls like on a regular basis. Yeah, but it's anyway. It was uh, so. I will do a recap of my awesome army trip, uh, training for six weeks, and nice. graduated. Which okay. I've went to every, no, I've gone to plenty of military schools that are just like way tougher than that one was. So um, it was just nice to be done and uh, to come home. It was uh, eye-opening for me because I realize I'm getting older. Mm. Does that make sense? Yep. (laughs) Of course it does. And that uh, the army is definitely a young man's game. Yeah. And... To an extent, there are some older guys, but the average age that I was working with was early 20s. Yeah. And I was like, wow, am I just a late bloomer? Oh, yes. I'm not like active duty anymore. It's not my, uh, it's not my center of attention anymore. It's not your full time job to be at peak performance. Right. Ready for battle. Right. At any moment. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was so, fun. And in, in, in young people speak, that means you're an old man who needs to be sitting behind a desk. Yeah, maybe not that. But <laughs> um, making the, the decisions on what to do, not doing so much. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. It's like not being the a doer, the sayer. <laughs> the soothsayer. Ooh. Ooh, is that, uh, that's roman times the soothsayer the soothsayer what if we had still had soothsayers <laughs> i don't know it would be hey do you have your soothsayer on speed dial i am in need of one i'm in need of a of a little bit of soothsayer. an honorable soothsayer kind of i'd like to have his number if you don't mind <laughs> i'd like to give him a call i've got some questions for him no i don't have any soothsayers on speed dial <laughs> And I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not 100% sure what a soothsayer was during Roman times. I have no idea. Is it even Roman times? I'm pretty sure because for some reason I remember it from Julius Caesar. Is it even like, real? Um, let's see here. Um, a soothsayer. 
uh, a person that is able to be able to foresee the future. Ah, psychic. Yeah, we have plenty or, of those. Yeah, well, kind of. I think this was more of like, hey, you're going into battle. How's this going to work out for us? And they tell you, oh, oh yes. Or they it. let you know, hey, this is uh, when it's going to rain. So plant your crops now. So the meteorologists are all yeah. soothsayers. Um, yeah, the farmer's almanac oh, is a soothsayer. Cool. Yeah, so. Well, we kind of are full of, of shit. All of them. If somebody would have told me that, I could, call me for your free psychic reading. If that yeah, too, if she yeah, was a yeah, Yes, yes, <laughs> Miss Cleo. <laughs> somebody would have told me that I could get paid to just bullshit people. Like I don't have to be right ever in my job. Psychic, <clears throat> meteorologist, doesn't matter. I would have done that. Do you remember like how easy it would have been to like pull the wool over people's eyes in the nineties, just because you don't have like you can't fact check everybody, right? And we can just, just hop like, right on Google and be like, "You're full of shit." Yeah, it's just so funny story. I remember when I was a kid and you make those like back then it was like you use the home phone and you call anywhere out of your area code or your your town yep. and it costs so many cents a minute. Yep. And I remember my stepbrother and I like he was staying at our house for something and we called like one of those psychic because we were going <laughs> to like play a trick on them. Yep and just kids fucking around yeah and i remember we spoke to whoever was on the other line for like 30 minutes yeah and the first minute was free nice. after that my parents got the bill and it was like 300 dollars. dude i was like uh whoops yeah i mowed the lot <laughs> mowed the yard a lot that summer i bet a lot a lot did, yeah. did you get a psychic reading or it was really weird because oh. you you call you see like like the miss cleo that's yeah. what it was was like yeah. call me for your free psychic reading uh, miss yeah. cleo and you call that and it's not her it's right. somebody else that's probably like making like lower the minimum wage in right. new york in a call center yeah and then what are you want stop calling here and yep. I'm like, so uh, what's going to happen to me in the next couple of days? And they're like, oh, I foresee. Uh, let me look into my crystal ball. I'm like, I see, I, it, there's a school. There's a school. <laughs> yeah. You're, it's brick. It's made out of brick for yeah. sure. Out of brick. There's windows. I'm like, yeah, that's me. That's that's totally me. I go to a school every day. Yes. Made of brick. With windows. With, Weird. With windows. Are they down or are they up? Well, it's spring. They're down. They're down. Oh my god! Oh wait! Uh, oh my god! <laughs> How do you even know me? Oh my god! You want to know the fucked up thing about the long distance calling? What is that? The whole collect service. Remember that you could call collect. Yeah, that was fucked up because you'd like push the bill to the person you're calling. Right. Usually they do. They. I mean right. they they had to accept. They it. had to accept it, but still. Why well, you accept a collect call from? It's basically Mom, come get me. I don't I don't want to play or I don't want to pay long distance fees, so I'm gonna try and get you to pay them. Yeah. That's what it is. But yes, you would try and speed up something. Come get me right now. Quick, 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 my dad. <laughs> Dad's gonna kill me. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. The 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. I've been kind of like going down that path recently. Yep. And um watching movies from that era. Oh, anything good? Hmm. <sighs> Loser, I think I've talked about that one before. Uh, mm. Jason Biggs and uh, you have talked about that one. And yeah. I think I said I was going to watch it, and I still haven't. It's it was a great one. Yeah, um, I don't think I've watched that recently. But that kind of era, I watched Slackers. Um, 
recently, which is like early 2000s, mm-hmm. um, Accepted with Justin Long. Those yeah. movies. And you see these little things and you're like, dude, that's how life used to be. Like mm-hmm. that's what cell phones were the thing. And uh, you had like those Motorola flip phones. Yes. and Or not flip phones, the... What was that? Where they you could turn it sideways and uh, I don't remember something, what whatever. And it's thinking back to like because Screech that he died, you oh, know, yeah, Dustin yeah. Diamond. And so I was like, dude, I, people that I know yes. growing up, you know, from that were like yeah. public figures or whatever, um, are starting to pass away. Well, DMX. DMX, that fucking was crazy, super crazy. I mean, I know his life's been pretty fucked up, but like, but it's not like he's damn. like R. Kelly. You know what I mean? Like right. he's had he was a, partying. Yeah, he was it, a rough had a rough go of addiction. Yep, and it got to him finally. But it's like, man, I actually said that to Becky one day. I was like, man, people like that we liked are starting to pass away. You know, and it's going to happen more and more, right? With the people we like, because everybody's kind of just getting up there. But damn, yeah, that was kind of a big one. Yeah, um, and then um, there's been yeah DMX, and then uh, well, the uh, Duke of Wales, whatever it is. Oh name yeah, is. Um, the Queen's husband. I just saw today <clears throat> Bernie Madoff kicked the old bucket. Made off. Made off. He <laughs> made off huh. for a while, and then got caught, and then my made off again. High school math teacher passed away oh in a swimming accident in florida on my birthday drown or drowning got yep. eaten <laughs> no drown oh. dude Would've this is way cooler if you got eaten. this is the, sure. this is the guy that he let me borrow my first guitar really ever whenever i was 13 12 yeah. 13 and i remember i borrowed it for I had it for months mm-hmm. and I knew I'd never like, I was such a bong, bong, bam. Yeah. Stupid. I yep. didn't know what I was doing. Um, but sounds like when I play guitar right now. <laughs> yeah. Mostly it's more like, um, and then I had it forever and I remember he was uh, like, Hey, can I get that back? I got to play in the church choir or church mm. band. And I'm like, okay, I'll remember to bring it. And I never did for like months. And then I finally what gave it back. Piece of shit. I was, and then uh, first, like, I started writing, like, creative writing, yeah. freelance um, as a kid, and I think it was more of a at an outlet for yeah. me at the time, and he was, like, the only person that I allowed to read that stuff, and mm-hmm. he was like, you got to keep going, and he tried to submit it to different things that, like, yeah. for high school kids, Yeah, and he's like, I'll push this further if you give me my fucking guitar back. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I'm like, I feel like this is a pyramid scheme. Right. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was a huge hit for me because mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, people that I know are getting older. It's you know, tough. people that raise me, doesn't in it? A way. You know, I mean, I don't. We don't need to talk about COVID, but things happen to people with COVID, right? Um, and it's the whole thing. And then you see people that you were attached to or whatever, like passing away. It brings mortality like to the forefront of your mind. Very much so. Another thing too is is um, you have kids yeah. and your inner your grandparents that you grew up there. Your grandparents are yeah. interacting with this kid, and then you have other family members sending you pictures of your great grandparents. Yeah, and you're like, I don't even I, like I remember who they are, 
mm-hmm. but I don't remember them well. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, this is fucking happening. Yes. Like this is people are people are going to start passing away. Yep. And it's the circle of life. You start to understand. And then what's, you yes. know, there's going to be the next phase where yep. it's parents. You get up there, you're alone. You're like, maybe we retire. Yep. And we're like, well, what's next? You know, and then you see that their parents pass away, which is your grandparents, and then it's their turn. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the fuck? Right. Like, what, what, I don't want to die. Right. Send um, me send me to Mars first. Dude, I have been geeking out on life extension subjects. Life extension. Kind, dude, kind of like um, insight for life. Like just the technology itself. So the thing like extending life for humans, right? Yeah. Um, there's so many people doing like really cool shit right now, like experimenting with stuff. I'm not going to say because it's whatever. I don't want any one of our three listeners to <laughs> try something and then All fail. But, family. <laughs> uh, it's a pretty cool <laughs> subject. People should look into it just because, I mean, man, they talk about like if they, so they say right now that technology exists where they could basically just inject people with like nano robots that will repair your cells that just act inside your body and do the things that it needs to do. But the problem is, is that's not super ethical, mm-hmm. right? Or according to someone, yeah, I'd give me the robots. I don't care. Um, but <laughs> yeah. so they're trying to figure out a different way to do that more ethically, right? Through like genetic sequencing and stuff like that. Everything basically that CRISPR is working on yeah, um, or that CRISPR offers. Um, but what from what I understand, it's like once that flip is switched. Once that switch is flipped. Yeah. Did I say the flip <laughs> is switched? Once that flip is switched. <laughs> Whoopsie. You dipshit. Once that, yeah, I'm trying to sound smart and then I say stupid shit. Uh, once that switch is flipped, mm. apparently it's not like people will live 10 years longer. It's like automatically people will be living like a century longer. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Could you imagine? Like, no. You get to like, say, 100. Yeah. And you're like halfway done. Yeah. Like the, the ah. sad thing is, and I've thought about this before. So movies like Interstellar and all mm-hmm. that stuff, uh, you start to like people that you love and care about. You outlive your kids. Right. I think like just having a kid this past year, I look at him and I'm like, I see my own mortality. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to die because he needs me. Yep. And I, you know, I find myself being more cautious and taking better care of myself even more. But I also see like if I lost him, I would be fucking devastated. And it's just, I think of all those shitty fucking dads Mm -hmm. in the world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, and not to throw my dad under the bus, (laughs) (laughs) but not a good interaction with him. I haven't spoken to him in a year. And the simple fact that he was able to do that made yeah. that decision. He was not the adult reaching out saying, Hey, let's bury the hatchet. Yeah. Um, I was, it says that to me that like, well, how could you do that? Right. Like what, what kind of, what kind of person does it take? Well, it was a different era, you yeah. know, that's what yeah. it was a different upbringing. Uh, parenting was probably harsher whenever he was a kid. Yeah. And it was easier to be like, well, you got to go take care of yourself, blah, 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 whatever it may be. Yep. And uh, 
I just have to raise you until a certain point, and then I don't really give yeah. a fuck what happens to you. Once you're 18, get the fuck out. Yeah. Good luck, sir. <clears throat> but I could never personally, like, yeah, of course I'm going to be like, we got to cut the cord here. You yep. got to go experience life. You've got to live it. Right. Um, and what happens, happens. And I'll be here. Yes. But I'm not going to always save you from bad shit that happens from your decisions. Right. But you're going to prepare him. Yes. probably to be better than you even were right. right right which is like to me that's the fruitful thing of parenting correct like the fulfilling part like not, oh. not doing it for them but giving correct. them the skills in order to handle those not deal with yes. but prepare for yep. uh, life yep after you you know that that way he leaves the house and i'm like i did i did what i could right and he's he's gonna or, survive yes and thrive and ultimately be a good person yep yeah and give so. people back their guitars <laughs> before yeah god damn it <laughs> hey he uh, had it <laughs> he so, had it last on my birthday so uh, nice. so yeah. you you would not take the the life extension offer i think if walt if it, it were available it, to you and your family there we go okay if it was like hey me and my immediate family mm-hmm. all made the decision yeah let's do this mm-hmm. let's yeah, and we lived. Yeah, I would. Yeah, but the thing is, Will is seven months old or almost seven months, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have that ability to make that decision for himself. Right. Whereas, like, I'm making it for him. Yes, that's not right because that's very true. That's a whole like separate ethical conversation, right? Correct. You have to be at a certain age, you would assume, to make that decision because maybe not everybody wants to be three four hundred years old well here's another decision or not another decision here's another question for you would you rather have infinite knowledge whereas everything that you basically read like the movie limitless right Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. movie always gets me going because i'm always like (laughs) i want that kind of like to be able to recall everything that i've ever read yeah and be that guy isn't that adderall Uh, (laughs) i think that i think that's just mess (laughs) um but to be able to recall everything that you basically have ever seen, read, whatever it may be, yep, and to be able to, you appear to be the smartest person ever, yep. Um, or would you rather live longer? I'd rather live longer. Would you? Yeah, yep. You can't because even if I knew everything, I still don't have more time to like apply everything that I, you know, what I'm saying. But if I have yeah. more time, then I can learn more. Maybe not get to everything, but yeah. I would get to enough, I think, to be happy. I, but maybe not, because the more you have, the more you want yep. to. So I don't know. Just in this moment, though, I would choose to live longer. I think, uh, yeah, it definitely gets to a point where, I mean, as we die, it's just our organs and everything else are right getting old. From, you know, From what I understand, there's no scientific reason why we die. Yep. I mean, our cells decay, but there's no reason why they decay. They're actually, from again, from what I understand, and maybe I'm totally off base but like the design of them it's like kind of baffling like why do they decay well they also say that after a certain point in your life when everything else is done growing Mm -hmm. the only thing that is left to grow in your body is cancer Mm -hmm. and that that is a big cause of why a lot of people die Mm -hmm. and so that would be i would be curious to see yes we can repair ourselves but things like cancer and stuff like that how does that does that still exist? I mean, it's not I like know. a, it's not a, if it was a 
hey, somebody has cancer, terminal mm-hmm. illness, like um, with pancreatic cancer, that's yeah. like, like you're dying. Yep. Um, and they said, hey, we can give you this because it can reconstruct your, you know, yep. your red blood cells or. But a side effect is you're going to live a hundred more years. Yeah. I'm pretty sure those people would take that. Oh, hundred percent. I bet that, I mean, that has to be where the technology is starting, right? Right. Like how can we reverse things like dementia and, you know, deadly cancers and things like that. But also it's to me, it's like, why is it taking this long to figure out cancer? Because you want to know my conspiracy theory? (laughs) Yep. Well, it's, I mean, everybody thinks this, there's just no money in wellness. You heal people. They're not a returning customer anymore. Right. So, I mean, why not just addict everybody to drugs, act as the biggest drug dealer in the world and being you have infinite income basically. Right. Which brings me to another thing too, is like what I said the other day, um, about alcohol and all of that alcohol yep. is fucking horrible for you mm-hmm. like and not in moderation and we have a lot of people that are it's okay to be an alcoholic yep and but it's not okay to be a say meth addict yes um it's that there's a different society looks at that differently now yeah. to me it's like hey you get multiple duis mm-hmm. why are you still able to buy alcohol like, obviously, this is something that doesn't work for you. Because right. like, this is America. Yeah. And we like our fucking freedom, Nick. Yep. I can, and see, here. here's the thing. Okay. So I I can understand, say, myself. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, coming up on five years. I've not touched alcohol. Mm-hmm. Anything that's, like, mind-altering, like, as far yeah. as can... Yeah, I'm Great. clean. Yep. And uh, so my question is is like i could if i made the decision today Mm -hmm. i could go out there and say i'm gonna drink i'm gonna start drinking again today Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it moderately and uh i i feel like i've taken the past five years off and i've reconstructed my overall look at alcohol in general Mm -hmm. and i think i can handle it now yeah probably not right like that's not a decision that i get to make because subconsciously I have a relationship with alcohol that says one's not enough. Mm-hmm. We need 10, 12, however much is in front of us. Mm-hmm. So if there's somebody out there that was like, hey, I got a DUI last week. Mm-hmm. And this week, there is a part, there is a point whenever they have regret in their body. And mm-hmm. it says, I'm never doing this again. Yep. Like anybody that's probably ever been arrested or is saying, I'm over. Yes. Anybody that's whatever it may be. Right. Never drinking again. Fuck that. Yes. And then you're drinking to get rid of your hangover. I mean, that is essentially what or, happens. But or it's yes, a week later. Even worse. Yes. You get arrested, DUI, whatever. Yeah. So there needs to be things put in place, but there's no money in, in say, a prohibition. There's mo- right. no money in, say, just telling people they can't drink because yeah. like people make it so black and white, but I think there's... I mean, I hate to use the word nuance, but that's the word to use, right? There's just, these are nuanced conversations. Like I don't believe in prohibition in any form. Mm-hmm. I think let people do what they're going to do. As long as they're not harming other people, then we should be fine harming themselves or other people. Right. Right. But there can for sure be regulation on things to like, make sure that people who just maybe shouldn't 
partake in whatever it is. I mean, let's, I can throw guns into this conversation too, you know, well, maybe we should just make it harder or maybe impossible in some scenarios for those people to like partake in whatever it is right. that we deem necessary to, well, it, to uh, control. It goes like you talking about gun control, whatever it may be. Mm. If somebody wants a gun, they're going to find a way to get a gun. Yep. It's like me personally. Yep. Say if like you were like, I, I had lost my rights to buy firearms. Mm -hmm. I know a thousand people that own firearms and would probably be like, dude, you're not a retail, you know, you're right. not stupid. <laughs> you can regulate anything or you can, you know, make a prohibition. Is it, how do you say that? You put something on prohibition or you cause a prohibition? You prohibit? Prohibit. Yeah. yeah. That's what prohibition is. Yeah, the, is that, is that right? I don't know. I think so. Anyway, you prohibit the, smart. the, the buying and selling of certain things. All you're doing is creating a black market. Yeah. And they're always going to exist. I mean, even if you like ended prohibition on things or, you know, whatever, um, regulated them to the point where it does make sense, there's still going to be a black market because they're still going to be the people, to your point, that just want the thing. So they're going to get the fucking thing. Well, and to me, that funnels it into some other agenda that's, that's happening. So right. prohibition, it's like that's funneling. Like, yeah, they have to find it. And honestly, I don't know why. I'd have to do some reading, mm -hmm. research to find out why there was a prohibition anyway um, with alcohol. Because oh. I'm not sure, 100%. Maybe you know. I don't know. That's a good question, though. Why haven't I never looked this up? Yeah. Uh, no. But maybe I will look it up. But uh, the the question to me is, is like, why do this? What's the What's the point? for yeah. one and what is the uh so basically it was a uh, prohibitionist first attempted to end the trade in alcoholic drinks during the 19th century they aimed to heal what was saw as an ill society beset by alcohol related <laughs> problems such as alcoholism family violence and salon based political corruption saloon based mm. political that's the internet. So let's put it That's all. <laughs> let's just drive everybody to the back room of their restaurant. And yeah. Shut their office door while they pull out the drinks and have the same exact. So there's probably going to be problems. an internet prohibition happening soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. That sucks too. Yeah. That's but yeah. Thing. So they, they saw it as a problem. Probably a lot of, um, yeah. you know, domestic violence and, yeah. and uh, alcoholics, yeah. which at the time, I think that's Bill W., the uh, star, the creator of AA. Mm -hmm. It's kind of because we were talking about it yesterday. It used to be like, hey, you can drink at work. And they yeah. had fucking beer machines and, and yes. all this. And I remember them talking about it in the army, like old guys. And I'm like, that sounds like a fucking horrible idea. Right. Uh, but, but how many business deals were made over, over beer, whiskey and beer? How many still cigars? are made? You well, know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but just like in the building, like in the workplace. Right. You know, it's socially acceptable. Uh, and honestly, I don't, I don't have nothing against people that drink. Uh -uh. Uh, there's, I have no reason to. It was, it wasn't like it was your fault why right. I had an alcohol problem. No, it was my fault. Yep. And probably part of like, hey, this is how I was raised. Yep. Something like this. I'm, I'm hiding some demons. Yeah. But the simple fact is that it's, to me, it's way too socially acceptable to yes. be a, to drink. It's it's 
as socially accepted as it is makes other prohibition illogical Correct. in my opinion yeah so the the more you take away something the more people are going to want it yeah um because they're like well, you're, it just gives rise you're, you're to, taking rights to crime away. and violence because there is no regulation and it actually increases the chance of people getting sick and you know dying because now like fentanyl is cutting fucking heroin and people are it you know it's cheaper and so people are getting it. it's better you yeah. know so they're getting it and then they're injecting the shit and they're dying you know yeah. and then i've heard all kinds of stuff about just whatever these street drugs are just becoming a really big problem yeah for people's health right and it's like well how about regulate it help people understand what they are yes. you know and what the effect is and oh by the way let's just start calling alcohol what it is a drug a it's drug. not different from any other drug it's just liquid right um and also talking to the dangers of that as well it doesn't make sense to me right like, but i don't know i just remember like going through classes in school getting like you know like drug abuse resistance education yep dare yep and dude i saw a dare truck in new york really last week yeah i, I was like i didn't even know dare was still a program right That's i just cool. remember uh a police officer would come and talk to us and in, in class and talk about like hey this is uh, the dangers of alcohol mm -hmm. and this is the what you should do the eight steps to uh give the cold shoulder and, <laughs> and yep. all this and honestly it's um looking back on stuff now and how i remember that as a kid i always had that kind of like oh it's bad i don't like it when my parents drink i don't like anything mm -hmm. like this and then as i got older you know it became was like if you wanted to be accepted in the culture that i grew up in mm -hmm. so small town you were drinking yeah. on on saturday nights and you were partying and trying to fit in with the upperclassmen yeah. you know and so that really drove we didn't have drugs or anything really nothing at all like that mm -hmm. uh, where i grew up and so that was never really a thing mm -hmm. it was like weed was never a thing mm -hmm. and i remember like the first time being around weed and mm -hmm. i was like whoa right. <laughs> get this away from me <laughs> it's the spooky uh, we can't have this yeah and uh <clears throat> so yeah i remember my mom i was trying to go to a stain concert whenever i was uh probably 16 huge aaron lewis fan had the eyebrow piercing all that stuff mm -hmm. and she said no because there might be weed there uh, and i was like okay well, dang it yeah so and there's there's just uh i guarantee there's been more alcohol alcohol related incidents in my hometown compared to weed or yeah well you get into prescription um, issues, prescription addictions. You start, you start that walking is, a very thin line of. Well, to me, those are probably worse than some of the street drug addictions that we've seen. Right. Well, you start, like, say, you start mixing them. Right. Like one does this, but I want to do this too. Yes. And that's when people die. Is yes. they start you know mixing them with alcohol or yep. anything else and it's always like if you see like say britney murphy right mm -hmm. remember that chick that was yes uh she died because of she was mixing prescriptions and she had a pneumonia on mm -hmm. top of that but here's the thing she was already um addicted to prescription drugs mm -hmm. so she needed that in order to continue to 
get her high. Yep. But then all of a sudden she gets sick, which naturally opiates yep. knock down your immunity to common illness, mm-hmm. which then kills you faster because, hey, I need this to survive, but now my body can't fight off what's naturally happening to me. So there's a lot of those kinds of stories, like DMX. Um, And how many aren't we hearing? You know what I'm saying? It's like people who aren't in the limelight. Right. And, I mean, gosh, there's I bet there's so many people passing away every single day. Just take their pills, especially when it's opioids, (laughs) get tired, fall asleep, don't wake up. Yeah. Well, that's sad. I think even like tobacco is the same way. And, and honestly, like this is week three. Congrats. I've been a dipper. Um, Probably nobody here knows this because anybody I've told this to, they're like, what? (laughs) You chewed? Uh, Yes. And I did it for at least 15 years, almost. Yeah. And I just was very discreet about it and quit three weeks ago. I just, I, and put a dip in and I got super dizzy and I didn't feel yeah. good. And I was like, I'm f- done. Yeah. I don't want my son to know me as a guy that uses tobacco. Yeah. So, um, done three weeks. But that was, that was something that was like, it oh, was, yeah. it was always there. Yeah. Like always grabbing me, pulling me back in. That is one step toward life extension. Yeah. I'm just raw dog in life now. <laughs> <laughs> I totally, <laughs> um, it. There's nothing going in or out of my body that's uh, should not be. natural. <laughs> that shouldn't be. Ugh. That's awesome. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm. It is what it is. I don't know that the world's going to change a whole bunch, but it is weird. Some of the shit that we like agree on in terms of rules and what's safe and what's not, and yeah, how socially acceptable like this literal poison is. Mm-hmm. I listen, folks. I love an old fashioned with my steak dinner. Um, he does. I've been there. But I do recognize every time I drink one that I'm slowly doing harm to my body. Yes and no. Well, yeah. I mean, if you were doing it every single night, like right. all the time, like two or three. Yeah. Naturally. Sure. Naturally, your body's going to be like, get think, used to this. I think and, you can have what? I think for an adult male, it's like moderation is like four drinks a day or some shit for <sighs> one ounce drinks. If you're doing liquor, I think. I think it's two. Is it two? I believe it's two. Two. If okay, two the of last. the one ounce. But well, f- four. I don't know. I thought it was. I, I thought well, yeah, yeah, because I'm thinking per hour. I'm thinking per hour. Oh, so oh, yeah, a yeah, one yeah. ounce shot per hour, one per hour. Yes. And I think it's like one beer, like one. Yes, yes. 3.5% alcohol based beer. To keep your blood alcohol level low. Low. Besides going above 0.08 or whatever the legal yeah. limit is yeah um yeah that's unless and then it all gets weird whenever you get into like ipas or high alcohol content right. beers which was my personal favorite because right. it got you drunk faster people are like oh i can have four beers and i'll be fine but they're drinking the certified evil <laughs> from lucky bucket and they're like oh no it's 10.8 i should only have one of these <laughs> yeah those were uh always the best great then, beer by the way and uh so the overall it would be a horrible probably a horrible idea if we had a prohibition especially right now because we have but i don't think you're recommending a prohibition no i'm recommending you're just like hey man if you're more aware an alcoholic like let's help you and one of those steps to helping you is just like kind of removing your access to alcohol right like this is for your own good 
Well, we wouldn't take a heroin addict. I mean, you're going to give them heroin so that they can wean off of it and not die from quitting. Right. But once you're done with that, I mean, hopefully you re remove that person, you know, from their access to the heroin. Right. Well, and that's funny because um, I used to read a lot of Tony Robbins books and he talks about neuroassociative conditioning or um, neuro associative like basically reprogramming your brain mm -hmm. to think one thing over another and your ability to be able to do that faster is your ability like see you as a what kind of person you are mm -hmm. like um, you talk about neuroassociative conditioning with alcohol so you're trying to basically relate alcohol to your body as a bad thing not a good thing mm -hmm. but alcohol has such a grasp on things yeah um, a grasp on who you are um, and it puts you in a different mindset when you have it so mm -hmm. for me that was always like oh i need it so i can be more socially and more outgoing and yep. i'll make those phone calls that i wouldn't typically make whenever i'm sober and mm -hmm. i'll be comfortable in my own skin and i'll cry mm -hmm. because i'm feeling the emotion that i want to feel mm -hmm. when i'm watching this or this and and then you stop and you have to start reprogramming your brain to think a different way. So mm -hmm. now you have to start having those emotions fully. You have to make the decision, I'm going to have that emotion now mm -hmm. um, or I'm going to make that phone call and, or I'm going to do this or do that. And it's making your brain rewire itself to think that that's okay. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very much, I can tell you one thing is as much as it sounds like as soon as you quit, that's you're, you are restarting, you're hitting restart on a fucking shitty machine. That's been <laughs> really not taken well care of. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's extremely difficult, especially coming out of it. Whenever you're like, there's a lot of memes I follow like, mm -hmm. um, on like, um, sobriety pages. Okay. And a lot of them are consistently talking about like, oh, the first like few months of going out and like talking to people or like they talk about what kind of a shit show it is. Yeah. Because you're just like, I don't know who I am anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's like relearning how to be a fucking acceptable human being. And still, mm -hmm. this has been five years. Mm hmm. I'm just now to the point where socially I'm comfortable who, with who I am. Mm -hmm. But now that I've incorporated a family into my life and um, a relationship and everything else, I'm, I sh I'm really shitty there. Like mm -hmm. I'm still like Leslie would, if Leslie was on this podcast right now, she would say, he needs a lot of fucking work. Yeah. Don't we all though? <laughs> yes. And I would definitely, but there's parts of me that are still stuck in that alcoholic time. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I need to, I'm good here. I'm good socially. can do work, do yep. all that stuff. Um, but inside the house, he closes the door. I get home and it's like, uh, mm. all of a sudden the, uh, I would say the uh, structure and, mm -hmm. and the I know what I'm doing here goes away because yeah. I don't. Yeah. It's it's a whole new realm. And I I feel like it's going to take 
a lot of time, mm-hmm. but I have to make sure that I make the decision to, hey, I, I'm going to commit to this. Yeah. That's what I'm not doing. Yeah. And that's just me being completely fucking honest right here with it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. The, um, that makes me think of a line Kevin Hart used twice in two different podcasts. Um, he talked about his accident that he had a couple of years ago or something like that. And it like made him kind of rethink his own mortality and, and stuff like that. Um, and he said when he was laying in the hospital, he had, and I'm not directly quoting him, so I'll paraphrase it. But anyway, he said he was in the hospital and he just had this thought like, shit, man, I give a hundred percent everywhere in my life, like my job, you know, the businesses that I start, um, just everything that he does, he goes a hundred percent. But then when he gets home, he goes to the couch, you yep. know, or he just turns it all off to relax. And he said that accident made him realize I got to go a hundred percent at home too. Like I can't forget the home part and being hundred percent there. Like mm-hmm. I can't just go home and fuck off. You know, right. I got to be a dad and a husband and you know, all that. So, um, anyway, that makes me think of that line. It's like, I think, I don't want to say as guys, it's probably not the right thing to say in 2021, but, um, people like you and me, I think, um, you can get so focused on performing mm-hmm. that when you get home, it, it can slip. Right. Like, fuck. And I've, I had to have been like, okay, what am I taking for granted? What do I need to be more appreciative of? That mm-hmm. kind of thing. I th- I definitely, like upbringing and everything else, the values that your family like imposed and said, hey, this is what's important. You need to, to have a job. Mm-hmm. You need to go out and make sure that you take care of what you have in, in your home and blah, blah, blah. Uh, never once, I grew up in a kind of a broken home. Mm-hmm. It was just like, shitty situation after shitty situation um i feel like there are times where i'm that broken home still Mm -hmm. does that make sense totally and a lot of that has carried over with me because that's what i know yep as a family is well if we're not fighting we don't love each other like it at times if i'm not making these comments or something if i'm not winning this argument like I'm right. not the head of the household. Right. Or I'm not <laughs> showing you enough passion for right. what we're what we're arguing discussing. about. Yeah. You can't I'm win. I'm not showing you enough passion on which way to hang the fucking toilet paper. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, or yeah, put the dishes in the dishwasher this way. Right. Um, so it definitely comes down to I, I, I need help in that realm. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that, hey, got the alcohol thing under yeah. lock and key. There there's still like emotional ties there yeah every now and then but the 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 hardest part and for anybody that even listens to this that is thinking well man i need to get sober um i believe that the hardest part is realizing that the real fucking work starts whenever you quit it's Mm -hmm. not you quitting that's that's difficult Mm -hmm. it's the your your uh all the work afterwards so and say would you say that quitting is something that you do every single day yeah yeah Yeah, because especially since i quit using tobacco as well Mm -hmm. it's felt like um 
I'm looking for something mm-hmm. that's like a, a release. Mm-hmm. Um, or, uh, dude, I just got to relax. And then mm-hmm. dipping used to help me relax or, but, uh, or, uh, or alcohol at the time. But, yeah. but now it's like, what do I do? Right. What do I, what can I do? Right. <laughs> and so I think that my focus now is like, it needs to be to like what you're talking about mm-hmm. with Kevin Hart is like, I need to give a hundred percent because right now I look at it as like, Oh, I go home and that's like, I start my second shift. Yep. Like, and that's not how I should probably look at it. So yeah. Well, my friend, I, uh, this was a good one. This was, yep. But, uh, so you're closing the chapter on the alcohol fight, alcohol and tobacco. Yeah. So that's the close of the episode. (laughs) ATF would be like, Hey man, thumbs up. (laughs) Good work, sir. (laughs) Alcohol, 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 tobacco. And I saw firearms. So who was it? Elliot Ness. Did he run Elliot Ness? Did he run took the down, took down, uh, what's his know, name? Kevin uh, Costner in the Untouchables yes, or something. While he took down uh, Al Capone. Oh, yeah. Sent him to prison yes. where he got syphilis and died. Yep. All because <laughs> that, he wanted to sell alcohol. Yeah. Wouldn't that suck, though? You like you, the you do all that gangster stuff and then you, you die, die from, from syphilis. syphilis. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're locked in a nasty jail cell. Yeah. Whatever. All right. Let's get but, out of here. All right, buddy. Later. Well, Have a good week.